Good morning, good morning. How are you? Lovely, lovely, lovely to be here with you. This is Brenda Shoshana with our next episode of our podcast, Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. Everyday life, summer life, winter life, here we are in the beautiful, beautiful throes of summer. And here I am out of the city, actually, sitting under a tree, (laughs) recording this under a tree. So the tree and I together are offering (laughs) this episode for today. And the episode, the name of our episode is There Are No Enlightened Men or Women, Only Enlightened Moments. And that is a quote from Joko Beck, who was one of, uh, in my view, a great, great Zen teacher of our century. And uh, it's very, very, very clear to me here as I sit under the tree in the midst of summer, in the midst of the many, 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 many different stimuli that have cost us challenges, even on vacation, unexpected happenings. We come out expecting one thing and boom, the wonderful rich universe presents us with something entirely different. You know, I've heard it said that the situations themselves are our teacher and indeed this is true. The situations that arise, they come to teach us, they are our teacher indeed if we pay attention to them, if we respond to them, and if we stop fighting and hating them, but saying, oh, enlightened moments. Let's, let's talk a little bit about this really wonderful quote and all of its implications and all of the streams that come from it. I was very blessed to actually know and work with Joko for a, per, a certain amount of time. And uh, she was certainly very incredible, very simple, strong, tall woman, very plain and direct in her manner. Speaking with her was like, often I felt talking to a neighbor, a neighbor across the fence. Hey, hi, Mabel. How's your laundry doing today? Just simple, simple moments with Joko. And um, and in them, everything was embedded, just as this incredible quote suggests. So to begin looking at the quote, you know, normally we really feel we have to become enlightened, supermen in a way. We have to become supermen, superwomen. Our our Zen practice actually can very easily morph into a self-improvement practice which is not what it is, but that's very easy to do that because we all want to be better, we want to be good, we want, we want, we want, we want. Somehow there's some some implicit disapproval we have of who we are and how we are. Somehow there's always this constant urge to be different, to be right, to be perfect, to be pretty, to be handsome, to be slim, to be better, to be healthy if we're not healthy. And so we, it's almost like we're living our life as in a fight against what is, vigilant against what is. What's the next curveball that's going to be thrown in? How am I going to feel that ball? So that is implicit in many of us for the wish to be enlightened. I want to be powerful. I want my life to be perfect. I want 
to be to be better maybe than somebody else. I want to be wise. I want to shine. And of course, this is actually the very, very opposite direction, the opposite direction of our Zen practice. I mean, I'm not saying there isn't a strong aspiration for awakening or clarity. Of course, of course, we want to live a clear life. We want to live a loving life, a grateful life, of course, because our nature wants to. That's what our nature is. It wants to bubble up. It wants to emerge. It wants to express itself. And that's what our nature is. Awake, illumined, happy, joyful, grateful. That is our original nature's nature. (laughs) But this wish to become enlightened, it can come from ego, another part of ourselves that's very, very demanding and has such a strong picture of how everything is supposed to be. And when things are not fitting that picture... Uh oh. Tantrums. The ego goes nuts. Controlling, fixing, changing, bemoaning its fate. You know what I hear on vacation? Everybody comes to vacation because they kind of want to relax. <laughs> they want to have fun. They want to unwind. They want to give themselves permission to just be, to play a little bit. And somehow the idea of being on vacation is giving oneself permission to just be. However, (laughs) vacations can become an enormous source of pressure as well. I've got to be in the right location, the right hotel, the the right, the right, the right, the right seat at the table and all of that. Right restaurant. And so the stress, the stress that we carry within the the anxiety, it doesn't really go away because we're on a so-called vacation. It may for a few moments, but not necessarily at its root. I remember Joko once said, when you go on a vacation, you're vacating your life. (laughs) That's an interesting statement. And also our life, when well-lived, can be every moment of vacation, a source of pleasure, joy, interest, aliveness, for sure. So let's go to this statement. How can Joko's quote, the enlightened, no enlightened men or women, only enlightened moments. Wow, I love that quote. So first of all, she's really saying, you don't have to really be, push yourself to become so-called enlightened. You don't have to reject who you are right now. Actually, when we don't reject who we are right now, that itself is an, is an enlightened moment. Moment. Now, this is taking the pressure off. Yes, we all have moments of, oh, gratitude, clarity, awakeness. Moments when we step out of the mazes of pressure that we're sitting in. Moments when we realize that we're not running the show. The show is running itself, and we are part of the show. Spectators, participants, moments. The emphasis is upon moments, and that moments come and moments go. And that's just fine, because that's the way it is. Why fight what is? Inextricably so. Of course, we want to hold on to good moments and we want to throw away painful moments. And that itself, 
that itself is the cause of so much stress and unhappiness that we live with. Joko's quote is suggesting that the way, to, the way, which I, I don't like to use the word enlightenment even because it creates fantasies and images and pictures which have nothing to do with anything, just make us feel more inadequate or put us in some kind of an obsession or make us reject the way life is now. Actually, complete acceptance of what life is right now and complete actualization of it, being it, can be called enlightenment itself. So these enlightened moments, they come. They come. And how do they come? When we stop trying to be other than who we are, right here and right now. Actually, when we become the moment that is here, when there's no fighting it, no separation, when we actually express the true moment that we're living now, that is an enlightened moment. And it's also, even if it's a painful moment, there's a kind of happiness in it, there's a kind of authenticity, a kind of peace in that moment as well. This phenomena really has been also expressed by Zen master Fayu, oh, an ancient, one of the ancient teachers. And he's always also always asked, what is the way, what is the way? You know, that's a very famous question that Zen students always ask. How do I get there? How do I become enlightened? What's the way to live? What's the way to travel? What's the way? Is there a path? It's a very fascinating question. We should really spend a whole podcast about that, and I will. Is there a path? Is there a way? Or does life continually present moments situations, conditions, which become the path at that moment. You know, if, we're, if we think there's only one path and we're walking on it and we're stuck to the path and we're fixated on the path, we may not even see the situation or the moment that's come to us alive, live and well. Here it is. And that, that that's our teacher right then. And to be that and enter it fully and embody it and be with it and respond as the moment itself. So let's go back to Fayu, and they said, well, what is the way? And he said, beautiful, beautiful quote, very similar to Joko's quote, the way is always with people, but people chase after things. Fantastic comment. The way is always with people, with you, always. In fact, you are the way itself. <laughs> the way is with you and you are the way itself. But, and that but is important, but people chase after things. People leave their own moment, their own situation and chase after something different, something outside themselves, a better relationship, a better person, a better state of health, a better vacation, a better day, a sunnier day. We're chasing after something else rather than letting all that go and just returning to this moment that we are right now. 
Now, of course, that doesn't even sound like much fun because it's kind of fun. Somebody once said to me, I like to make goals. I like to chase after things. It's fun. I have a sense of accomplishment. I feel good about myself. What's wrong with that? (laughs) Nothing is wrong with it. Nothing is wrong with anything. Just be it. See it. Know what you're doing. Know what you're chasing and know what the returns actually are. Of course, when we achieve something, there's kind of a high, a buzz, a good feeling. How long does it last? And what we are really running after, is that what we truly need and want? It's different to have an aspiration to something, nothing. That's different than chasing after things. Usually it's a random chase. I want something that's going to make me happy right now, tonight. A glass of wine, a good meal, a beautiful partner. Chase, chase, chase. Nothing wrong with a beautiful partner or a good meal or a glass of wine, but what is the purpose of it? Is it to get something better, to become happier, stronger, smarter, prettier, so-called enlightened in some way? Or is it to be, or is the purpose of your life in the way to really taste and be who you actually are and what this life is presenting because these lovely moments come and then they change enlightened moments they you can be have a very enlightened moment that's filled with pain and sorrow because you're really present in that moment you're really here and that is the crucial point that we're talking about rather than chasing wild wild eyed <laughs> after some kind of dream maybe fantasy maybe that's not just wasting of your time and energy There's, again, a wonderful quote that says, if you want to know the wind, ask the wind. (laughs) I love that one, too. We got a lot of beautiful sayings here which interweave today. If you want to know the wind, ask the wind. Don't go chasing after a book or a teacher or something else. Become the wind, it means. Be with the wind fully. Be the wind, and you will know the wind. And that is a deeply enlightened experience moment. If you want to know your friend, be your friend. Become them. Feel what their life is. Radical empathy, we could call it. Taste their experience. Don't judge them. Don't want to possess them. Become one with them. Really know them. Again, that's the subject of a whole other podcast, but it's very, very beautiful teachings that we're looking at here today. I came out and expected a lovely, lovely week and came into a very difficult situation, which, thank God, is is doing much better now into a situation of potentially dangerous illness. Not for me, but someone very, very close to me. And so it's become a vigil, and it's become a very beautiful, beautiful experience because I've somehow been able to really put away any ideas about what this vacation could or should be. No vacation. I'm present, 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 and working hard with this, and suddenly every leaf that blows on the tree becomes my greatest friend. 
So as it's coming close to the end of today's time, I thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for your wonderful emails, and I love speaking with you, and keep them coming if you want to talk to top, T-O-P, speaker at yahoo.com. Our podcast, as you know, is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. Uh, I will be on the 30th of July in Manhasset offering a Zen talk, and in August, early first week in August, on Tuesday night, up in White Plains with a Zen talk, and more to come, which I'll let you know about as we get closer as well. And I have some exciting news, which I'll talk more about next time, but a wonderful new book I've written called Zen Play Instructions on Becoming Fully Alive will be going live today on Amazon. It's just been put up. It's not quite live yet, but it will be live today on Amazon, and I think you'll enjoy it very much. I know I enjoyed working on it and doing it very much myself. So thank you, thank you for listening, and I look forward very much to being with you all again next week. There's no music for the trail off because I'm recording this on my iPhone. So thank you again, and and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.